Good morning, Delaware. Happy day after Veterans Day. It's another great Friday here in central Ohio. Glad to have you with us on Off the Shelf. Good morning, Nicole. Hello, George. How the heck are you? I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you had got kind of kicked in the head with a sinus infection, didn't you? Yeah, and it took a toll on the vocal cords. And thankfully, I had like you and Molly and all of the authors for the Central Ohio mystery stuff happening. And then I got some <laughs> medicine, and the medicine is working. Oh, good. So. That's good. so good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the community chorus is happy that the medicine is working too, because we got a performance coming up. So, <laughs> <laughs> and our guest is our newest member of the staff. Good morning, Jaina. Good morning, George. Now I'm going to get this, I'm just know, Jaina McDaniel Browning, or did yes. I get the two wrong? I, I, no. I always, <laughs> I'm always worried I'm going to, like, Molly Labades Myers or something, you know, get, get, the, get the last names mixed up. Well, we're delighted to have you uh, on the staff. It's great to have you here. I am absolutely thrilled to be on staff. I, there's no place I would rather be. Uh, Jaina is now a communication specialist with our uh, library. She's working with uh, Nicole in the communications department. And we'll talk about what you're doing in the library in the second half of the show. Uh, Jaina and I were also in the same Leadership Delaware class back in uh, 2015, 2016, I think it was. We were, and it and, was wonderful. And so was Amanda Shadaram, who is now our HR manager. Right. So we're, we're slowly but surely taking the place over. Right. <laughs> Only with the class of 2017. Is that who we're stealing from? Or? Uh, we're, well, we're stealing from all sorts of classes because we also send people to that on a regular basis. So, uh, one of the great chamber programs. So anyway, uh, Nicole, what have you been reading, listening to, or binging on? Are you still this, working on Audie stuff? This one was a hard one for me. Okay. Um, so, you know, with with the, I, I try to give everything a fair listen and listen mm-hmm. all the way to the end because for the most part, I am li- interested in the stories. But we've had this conversation early on in our off-the-shelf days that I'm a book quitter. Like, I, I feel no remorse quitting a book mm. whatsoever. No, there is too no. much time... Too little Life time. is too short and there are too many books. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And and don't add it with bad books. This one, it could be a good book. I'm just not into it. Uh, it is called The Autobiography of Catherine Janeway, The History of the Captain Who Went Further Than Any Had Before. And it is edited by Una McCormick. Okay, so... I don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know anything about Star Trek. I don't care about it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm it would sorry. be very difficult to get interested in a book about which yeah. you care not a bit. That'd be like giving me something about Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. I've never been able to get into that. So I, why would I want to even read a book about the making of Lord of the Rings? So here's the thing. I, I know so little about it that when I saw this one come through... Uh, the autobiography of Catherine Janeway, and I saw like the Star Trek like emblems. I know at least that much, right? <laughs> nice. So uh, when I saw that come through, I thought, oh, maybe this is an actress who was on the show. And so then I'm like looking up, like it's the autobiography of an actress who played the captain who went further than any had before. And then I, I'm reading more like about it and I'm like, oh, this is the character. Oh, this is the autobiography of the, this is fan fiction? And, uh, so literally. Fan fiction being read by somebody who is not a fan is not a pretty sight. No. <laughs> so, so the way that it's, you know, it's it's punny, kind of like that. It's edited by Una yeah. McCormick. So Una wrote it from the perspective of Catherine talking about her life as a fictional character, and I am just like, <laughs> like no. No, 
I will not. <laughs> it's an eight-hour book. And, and it probably felt like 80 to you. <laughs> I maybe did like 30 minutes of oh, okay. it. <laughs> like, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. And I was like, what? Where are we? What time is it? What year is it? What's happening? And like Earth space, what is going on? I don't know. I mean, when I mentioned to you guys, you know, before we were setting up the show that I was going to do this, you guys were like, oh, Star Trek. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're sitting in here with three Trekkers. <laughs> so let me give you let me give you just a quick the, the publisher summary. So okay. Ca- Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager tells the story of her life in Starfleet and it specifically says for fans of Star Trek <laughs> and it says Catherine Janeway reveals her career in Starfleet from her first command to her epic journey through the Delta Quadrant leading to her rise to the top as Vice Admiral and Starfleet Command and discover the story of the woman who traveled further than any human ever had before stranded decades from home and encountering new worlds and species and I am sure that as an audiobook, this is probably highly entertaining I'm sure we will hear some of those voices of those other species but I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I, on the other hand, do. (laughs) And this is where my job is to just, you know, give the information. So (laughs) if this sounds intriguing to you, (laughs) I'm sure you can check it out from your local library. There you go. But I didn't even look up if you can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we're going to say you're not giving that two thumbs up, eh? No. <laughs> but maybe somebody would like it, you know? For people who go. like it, you'll like it. As the line from Miss Jean Brody is, for those who like that sort of thing, that's the sort of thing they like. Exactly. That is exactly right. <laughs> so, Jane, I hope you had a better experience with whatever book you have in front of you there. <laughs> I am, and, and I'm actually not all the way through this, but um, but it is what's on my nightstand right now, and I have been enjoying it, so I thought I'd bring it along today. It is called The Sound of Gravel. It's a memoir by Ruth Wariner, and this is her first book. And, uh, and I'm finding that she's really a remarkably good author, um, so a very good writer. But it's a memoir of her experience growing up as a child in a polygoni- polygamist, pardon, my, pardon me there, uh, in a polygamist colony in Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was a tiny little girl. She was the 39th of 42 children of her father. So Ugh. he had multiple wives. And... Um, I think her mom was his fourth wife, and then there were a couple more after that. So he had had this vision. He was part of the Mormon church initially, and then he had a vision where he believed that the United States was going to fall. And so he needed to take his whole family down to Mexico and build a compound down there, and they would have their own paradise in Mexico, and they would be saved from the ravages that were going to happen to the evil United States. Wow. Um, so she was growing up in, in this colony down there with with her family and they had so little but as you read it you know her her memories are so visceral um you know she talks about the the tiny little adobe houses and they didn't have hot water and they didn't have electricity in the house and in the kitchen they had this little spring that kind of bubbled up out of the floor and that was where they got their fresh water Mm. um and for her, being a child that was growing up this way, it was very normal. And it, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, you know, what we know, what we grew up with is kind of normal to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think looking back now, she finds that that it was, uh, you know, not normal at all. Right. Um, 
But it's just, it's a really fascinating look. And initially things are good. Then her father, the leader of this colony, is assassinated. He's shot and oh, wow. killed. Oh, my gosh. And so her mother ends up remarrying with another man who's part of this group. Um, and he ends up being very violent, very abusive. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is really when is it fascinating. Set? When, 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 when was she a child in this uh, community in the 1970s. Okay, so growing up down there, and and yeah, you really get a, a look at the inner workings. Like all of the wives, because their marriages aren't really legal in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they're still U.S. citizens, um, all the wives are getting public assistance. Mm-hmm. So once once a month, they will travel over the border, oh my, into Arizona, and they will pick up their public assistance checks. And cash them, and then they go back to the colony in Mexico. Interesting. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, the title and the author again? It is The Sound of Gravel, a memoir, and it is by Ruth Wariner. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. So I read a book this week that is totally different than what I usually read at all, but I happen to be walking through the stacks at the Delaware Library, and this book was propped up on one of our book frames, and it was by Samuel R. Delaney. Now, Samuel R. Delaney is a noted science fiction writer. He has been a Hugo Award winner, Nebula Award winner. He's been editing. He's also a literary critic and not just about science fiction. He is a a polymath. He knows something Mm. about everything. He's Mm -hmm. just brilliant. And he was my science fiction professor um, when I was an English major at the University of Buffalo. Look at that. His His first visiting professorship was when he taught my our class in science fiction and creative writing. And mm-hmm. I took both classes with him at that time. He was the infant terrible back then, the enfant terrible <laughs> of, of, of both science fiction and of the University of Buffalo because he was invited there by uh, Leslie Fiedler, who was the head of the English department, and um, just was not, not an organization person. Mm-hmm. In fact, I am told, and I can't prove this, that he got mad at the university and walked away at the end of the thing, at the end of his time, gave everybody who was registered for his classes an A, locked it, and left so that they couldn't change it. And including people, including a friend of mine who dropped the class, got an A in it. Oh, <laughs> cool. Easy so, credit. But this, is a, this book is part of a series. Uh, it's called, by the way, Of Solids and Surds, um, S-U-R-D-S, which I had to look up. And it basically means irrational or a voiceless consonant like the G in right. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's about why people write. And he gives several reasons about why he writes. And what my favorite was, I write to display what I have learned and what it has meant to me. I write to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And this is really, uh, again, draws on the amazing amount of knowledge this man has. Writes, uh, it makes references to to all of the books that he's written, plus the works of Melville, of Henry James, of Jane Austen, of of other science fiction writers of the 60s, 70s, 80s. He was good friends with all of them, uh, Harlan Ellison, Roger Zelazny, Joanna Russ, and talk, talks about his life. Um, he's a, a, an African-American, he's gay, and all of this feeds into what he does, but none of it is... The basis of what he does. Mm-hmm. It's all its all tied in into this amazing amalgam of this Renaissance man. And this book, I had trouble following some of it, but it was still, the ride was delightful. It's only 150 pages, and yet you, you read it and then you want to check out what, you know, I wanted to know what a surd was when I was in there. And I wanted to check some of the references of people he referred to. It's just like him. 
it creates a new kind of curiosity. And I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's Samuel R. Delaney of Solids and Surds. It's in our new book section, and uh, it's definitely worth a look. So we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we will talk to Jaina about what she's doing in communications at the library. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Off the Shelf. We're here today with Jaina McDaniel-Browning, who is the new communications specialist with the library. And again, welcome to the library. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to have you here. So we now have a three-person communications team. Of Hooray! course, Nicole is our communications uh, coordinator. And is ecstatic. And is... <laughs> <laughs> to have three people on my... <laughs> and, and Hannah, of course, has been part of the team for since as long as I've been at the library. In fact, mm-hmm. Hannah was one of the first library staff I met because I went to the... Uh, uh, the Stratford Ecological Center event oh, that they have every summer. That's right. And she was staffing the, the booth there, uh, the, mm-hmm. the tent. So I got to talk to her early on before I actually even officially started at the library. That's one of her favorite events. So, yeah, it's one of mine, too. We set up next to the llamas, and you just make friends with animals all day. <laughs> and people, I guess. <laughs> and so Jaina is the one of the newest staff people. So welcome aboard. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about what your portfolio is going to be as the in the communications area. I am going to be very digital, which is, is uh, <laughs> kind of what I've done. Which is good because my fingers are useless. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my wheelhouse. I've, I've been in that arena for a very long time, but um, I'll, I'll be helping to maintain and build out the website. Um, a lot of the emails that you get from the library will be coming from my desk um, with the events calendar that we keep online. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have my fingers in all of those pots. And you did similar work for v- the late lamented Vitos, I know. Uh, uh, I, yes. So sorry to see them uh, go during COVID and everything and the flood and all that sort of stuff. I, it was a, a real loss for downtown. But you did great work for them, too, I know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, um, Vitos was definitely one of our favorites. But I, I worked and, and managed their social media for many, many years and wish they were still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you get involved in, in social media and digital things in general? I actually started in the newspaper industry. So I I grew up here in Ohio, and then I went to school in New York. Mm -hmm. And after I graduated, I started working for newspapers. Our local newspaper there was the Ithaca Journal, Ah, um, which I still love. I love Cayuga's Waters, yes. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Beautiful Ithaca, centrally Mm -hmm. isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, love that area of of the U.S. So, you know, upstate New York is absolutely beautiful. But um, I started working for the newspaper, and nobody had websites at that time, or at least none of the newspapers did. Right. And when it came time to start launching the websites for the newspapers, um, Ithaca was looking for a, a manager of the, their online department. I was manager in advertising at that time, um, but was also leading our Salesforce automation project. Mm-hmm. So I already had some of the electronic side, and I had, I had done some programming in college. And so they asked if I'd be interested, and uh, and I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, unexpected we were... <laughs> invitations are dancing lessons from God. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. What a wonderful quote. Um, I think so, that's Richard Browdigan, actually. I don't do anything original. I just steal from the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, not at all. So, so it was um, it was an exciting time. So there mm-hmm. were three of us that were beta testing websites within Gannett, and Ithaca was one of them. And yeah, it went really well. We had a beautiful website, and then eventually Gannett ended up buying a lot of newspapers out here in Ohio, and they also had no websites. They asked if I'd be interested in moving out here and launching all of those websites. Mm-hmm. So I did, and that's what brought me back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. So um, that brought me back to Ohio. Then I met my 
wonderful husband, Jim, and that's what has kept me in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And, you know, it's funny. My, my sister works in the newspaper industry in the union side. She's uh, with the mm-hmm. Newspaper Guild. And she and I have long discussions about how automation in general and the web in particular has affected newspapers and libraries and the, the similarities and the differences in how both industries reacted. And it's, it's very, it, it's kind of along a parallel course since we're both dealing information, mm-hmm. but th- our, our funding mechanisms and our, our purposes are so really sort of different. And, but it, it's just an interesting kind of comparison. Um, the, the, um, the, the newspapers, I think, had some problems with getting started, understanding exactly what the webs were going to, was going to be like for their services. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many training sessions, um, we had to do when we were, you know, talking with, for example, our, our news department. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had long discussions about, you know, when something happens and we have the story and we have the confirmation, let's get it up on the webpage as breaking news. Mm -hmm. And so many times I heard, but aren't we scooping ourselves? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, we are not scooping ourselves because this is still our product. It's not it's um, not like it's, you're handing it to the TV station. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's like this is a way that you actually can beat the TV stations. Mm-hmm. Is if you know, if we have the story, let's run it because this is, you know, even though it's digital, mm-hmm. it's still part of what we do. This is still part of our identity. It's it's new, but it's still us. And we still have that problem with people who say, but you know, I didn't actually read it, I listened to it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I I I did the ebook, I didn't take the real book. Still it's a story. Like, it's still reading. Still it's still, still a story. Yeah. It's yeah. still yeah, it's still what we're here to provide. So mm-hmm. we have that trouble with, with both the public and sometimes the staff who don't kind of make that jump. Uh so Absolutely. I love seeing those uh posters that they have like at the high school, you know. Audiobooks are not cheating. Audiobooks are not cheating. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a totally different experience, too. Just like, you know, reading a newspaper is a different experience from an online newspaper, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the thing that I love about when you, you know, add the online part to the newspaper is it has, like, the links. Like, hey, if you're interested in this, you might want to hear the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. might want to link back to some of the other things. But one of the things when when we were interviewing Jaina and I was talking to some of her references, um, she had someone who was a reference and he had said about you and I don't think I've told you this yet oh, no. <laughs> he he had said that you you know, kind of like had a foresight of the way that the web was going to work, the way that like newspapers are going to work online. And you were like, I can see it. And this, this and this are coming down the pike. And he said you had you had left New York and then you'd come to Ohio. And he said within years, he saw all of your vision come to fruition. Uh And I was like, whoa, (laughs) she's she's coming on my team. (laughs) He he may be giving me too much credit. (laughs) But uh, I, I, yeah, we, t- we actually, that, I think that was Jason, and we had long <laughs> talks about what might be coming down the pike and yeah. how things might develop, and, and it was. It was intensely interesting to me mm-hmm. to, to think about what might be coming our way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, flipping back to Star Trek, that was another thing that was very <laughs> prescient, right? Right, they, exactly. They, yeah, I mean, when you think about how many things that are on the original series yes. or even on Next Generation that have come to pass since those things were on, I mean, Star Trek premiered 46 years ago, something like that. I can't remember 1968. exactly. 1968. 68, so it was, or yeah. no, 67. It was 67. 67, that's right. Yeah. So and now he, William Shatner is in is space. In space. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. always been a space cadet, but now he's official. <laughs> <laughs> but, At least know, know that much, see? Yeah. I mean, the tricorder and the communicator and the uh, the bed that you can lie on and get all the, the diagnostic information. Yeah. And, oh, I'm, I'm still waiting for the teleporter, though. 
I read the oh. transporter. I do not want to fly another airplane if I don't have to. <laughs> you can scramble my my atoms and send me anywhere you want to. I've always, I've always wanted the Samantha Bewitched, like just twitch my nose and get me blink where I need to go. Or I dream of Jeannie. Either one. Either one. Either yeah, one. Works, Take yeah. me where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So you know, Catherine Janeway could do that in Star Trek. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> I just want to touch a little medallion on my shirt and say, you know, beat me to Chicago. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would I either that or a train either one would be very good for me I will take either one uh, I'll take <laughs> the high speed loop I keep hoping that'll come through because, I know what you mean yeah, yeah it's it's a tired of that so uh, anyway but uh, but thank you I'm so glad to have you on the team uh, and we are we're just going to even go further with our digital presence and, and uh, with having you on the team. So thank further you, Jane, for joining us. Any thank captain you. has ever gone before. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Perfect. Perfect line. So we've got a few things at the library. We are still, um, the, the front entrance to the library is uh, should be open by the time uh, this, this airs. We are actually taping a little ahead of time on this one. So, um, But uh, I hope we didn't inconvenience you any more than we had to. We did, if you were planning to do the Young Writers Workshop mm-hmm. coming up tomorrow, that has been canceled. We were forced to cancel because we still don't have enough control over COVID to make that possible for us to do that safely. So we apologize. The Friends of the Library will be working on uh, new plans for that. Um, but uh, in the meantime, we still have plenty of things that we can offer. Um, the um, Senior Showcase continues at Orange. Yes, and we've still got another week or two left for the Senior Showcase, so stop by the Orange Branch Library and look for the big art screens and you take a look at You can't hardly them. miss them. Yeah. If you come into the Orange Branch, you're going to see them. Yeah, take a, so. <laughs> take a look at that beautiful art. So we've got the um, uh, one of our classic uh, book clubs starts again with the, the uh, Books and Brews at the Daily Growler. Mm-hmm. That will be happening on Wednesday, November 10th. I'm reading the wrong week. I was Excuse like, wait me. a second. I I'm think a week that behind myself. Happened. I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, my, my notes from last week's show. Sorry about that. We do have our teen advisory board coming up this week. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. Save we, me here, yes. We, I got it. I got you, George. <laughs> That's my job. No. <laughs> Thursday, November 18th at uh, 4 o'clock, we have our teen advisory board. This is a, a digital, uh, a virtual get-together. You do need to register so you can get the Zoom password and all that good stuff. Um, and it counts as an hour of volunteering. So if you need those volunteer hours for um, your key clubs or your anything like that. Um, one hour with our teen advisory board is a pretty easy way to get that. But you know that's also it's great for you, but it's also great for the library to have a connection with the teens in the community. What do you really need? What do you really want from the library? Mm-hmm. And what can we do to actually accommodate those needs and, and desires? We have a, a new librarian focusing on teen services, Rachel, and uh, we we would love to have her hear from the teens in the community what's important to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, she came to us from Grandview Heights, and that's a different community from ours. Mm-hmm. And for her to know more about what you as a, as a teen or if you're a parent or a grandparent and know have teens that you think could contribute to this, we'd really appreciate hearing from you. It's an hour of your time, but it can really help go a long way to, to helping us make the library services better. That's right. So we also have a, a Makers Studio event coming up on Wednesday, November 17th on Vector Design Basics. This is kind of leading into what we're going to be doing as of January mm-hmm. with the uh, Maker Studio Passports. So, But this would be a good way to learn some of the basics of operating a vector program, which is what you need to do laser and vinyl cutting. So mm-hmm. it's a, 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 an important skill if you want to create your own things in, in our Maker Studio. 
Yeah, our maker studio. You'll you'll learn more when our winter quarterly comes out and when uh, when we reach January. But it's it's going less from a we do it for you and more for a DIY. You're going to learn how to do it all yourself. We're going to teach you and hold your hand along the way, and then you'll be a credentialed person who can come and just use our studio as you see fit. That's great. Mm-hmm. So we also have a library board meeting coming up on Tuesday night. So. Uh, that's uh, that will be the focus of my attention for a couple of days there. In <laughs> so, person in at the person. Delaware Main Library at five o'clock. Right, those are open to the public, um, and uh, you're you're welcome to attend. And we will be dealing with the budget for next year. So so much fun. Always fun. Yes, <laughs> Jaina. Again, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. And looking forward to working with you in the in the library in the in the months and years to come like mark this. bingaman on the board thank you so much for sitting in for us today and then uh, making us sound good honored sir <laughs> <laughs> nicole always a pleasure always and a pleasure. we will see you in the stacks